Welcome to Research Realized, the podcast on advancing university innovation. On Research Realized, we interview thought leaders who are shepherding cutting-edge research from the academic lab through the valley of death. Welcome to Research Realized. I'm Kirsten Loita of Osage University Partners. Today I'm speaking with Ruben Flores, Director of Commercialization at UC San Diego's Office of Innovation and Commercialization. As Director of Commercialization, Ruben oversees UCSD's efforts to bring their cutting edge inventions to their ultimate goal of positively impacting our world. Prior to joining UCSD, Ruben was Vice President of Business Development at LA Biomed, a nonprofit private research organization. Previously, Ruben held scientific and business development positions in both large and small biotech companies in California after earning his PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology from UCLA. Ruben, welcome to our program. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Ruben, I'm really excited to talk with you today about your thoughts on the role of universities in spurring social and economic prosperity, particularly through advancing their innovations. So to get us started, could you lay the foundation for our listeners on how academic innovations have affected their local economic environments? Absolutely. And I will talk to those uh, examples that I'm familiar with, like the San Diego area and the Los Angeles area. Um, As you know, um, UC San Diego and the San Diego area are well known for its entrepreneurial activity related to life sciences historically. And um, the university has played a major role in spurring the innovation and the development of startup companies that uh, focus on addressing um, unmet medical innovations. So UC San Diego has been the cradle of many, many startups that have gone on to develop products, get products approved in the market, um, and ultimately actually in the San Diego region, get acquired by bigger players. What that does is that results in an economic cascade down, uh, turning successful entrepreneurs who had an economic windfall into future investors of future uh, companies uh, that do the same thing. So the university has served as a primordial soup that provides the essential essence for science that, from which you know, these companies emerge, if you will. And through that process, uh, the San Diego region has grown to host a number of incubators, uh, a number of uh, lab spaces, um, a number of programs that are aimed towards facilitating the development of these startups for therapeutics and medical devices. And all in all, um, you know, attracting talent, uh, building housing for to for which that talent can live in, and having better schools actually for you know those those uh, children of those high-paying jobs, people who come to live to San Diego and pursue uh, of that economic uh, development uh, in therapeutic companies, has really transformed the San Diego region. you know, in the case of Los Angeles, you can see it in, 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 in uh, the um, uh, UCLA area. You can see it in the South Bay area where Harbor UCLA Medical Center is located. Um, there, the um, economic impacts are perhaps less than the social impacts of, for example, what 
LA Biomed uh, and Harbor UCLA Medical Center have been able to do for the community, uh, inventing treatments, medical treatments that have direct impact into the uh, population that is seen at a general, uh, you know, uh, county hospital in the South Bay area. So, um, academic universities, academic, I'm sorry, academic centers and universities really definitely have a profound economic and, and social impact in their community. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That's been obviously my experience as well, uh, living in the Bay Area most of my life too, just seeing the, the, the prosperity that's been generated from the academic institutions in the area as well. So I couldn't agree more. So once upon a time, universities were seen as these ivory towers that were kind of sheltered from the, the quote unquote real world, both with incoming and outgoing information. What are some of the changes that you've seen in the, the past couple of decades in how universities work with this quote unquote real world? Um, yes, um, I, I can share my experience um, with UC San Diego. Uh, my first interaction with UC San Diego was in 1993 as an undergrad student, where I came to do undergrad research to complete my degree. And at that time, I was able to, it struck me how isolated the campus was from the nearby community, even the La Jolla community of theaters and, and performances happening around here. Uh, one of the reasons why I joined UC San Diego in the last two years is because I saw a true desire from the current chancellor and leadership to connect the university with the community. For example, building a new trolley line that allows people to come on campus, opening our office of innovation and commercialization to provide support services to any community person member who wants to create a business or who, who wants to engage in business with uh, the office. We are also developing partnerships with the city of San Diego, with the library, with the incubators. So basically we're reaching out and saying, we can't do this alone, or we cannot do this efficiently or anything efficiently alone. Um, this change, this recognition has actually found a great, uh, has had a great reception here on campus where many people on campus are embracing it and participating in it. So, um, you know, I think um, I think uh, other universities were a little bit more advanced. ELA, for example, uh, during my graduate work, I can tell you that I felt that UCLA was uh, much more integrated into the community by virtue of being in the middle of the Westwood Village and Santa Monica and the middle of economic corridor. A lot of people from the community used to just walk in and come in and. Uh, Things like actors and actresses, and you know, and, and 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 economic people, and all kinds of stuff. So, I am very happy to see the changes happening here at uh, at UC San Diego, that are making the campus much more integrated with the community around it. And how has this changed how the universities themselves then are pursuing their innovations? For example, in your technology transfer office, but also in other areas around campus. Sure, um, pursuing our innovations. So. You know, by, by pursuing our innovations, perhaps we're talking about how do we transfer or move innovations to develop on campus to have some kind of impact, economic or social impact in the community, right? That's what we do. That's what our office does. So this change has resulted in, in a much greater ability for us to engage the community, to engage entrepreneurs, to engage investors, to engage, in, to engage existing industry around us, 
to come to campus and to help us when we need that help, analyze and review some of the assets and inventions that we have in the portfolio to help us find matches, matches for teams, matches for funding, matches for talent or support that make the process um, faster, easier, and with less friction. So really, I call it um, a social engineering approach to innovation. And what we're doing is by engineering those collisions between the campus and the external community, facilitating the translation of uh, innovations to impact in the community. Um, that's, that's the approach that we like to take. There's no magic formula or software or, or best deal practices that allow you to do that. It's really bringing all of the resources and all the stakeholders in, in, in the community to the campus to take a look at what's happening and feel like they you know, know, not feel, know that they have a stake in it and they're part participants or actors in taking the the, the product uh, the inventions to the marketplace i love that i love the, the the thought you have behind kind of engineering this networking to happen engineering the collisions between the scientists and the entrepreneurs um and, and the investors etc to actually happen could you talk about a couple of specific programs that ucsd has built up um around these sure areas? So, for example, um, uh, you know, we have a, a, a monthly um, commercialization assessment panel meetings that we run in this office. What that is, is uh, just a lunch meeting. Imagine that it's just lunch. <laughs> it's just lunch. It's, it's an hour lunch where we invite two of our academic inventors to come and present for 30 minutes each of their inventions to a group of five or six people that are comprised of three members of the business community, either uh, an expert in a particular business area, an investor, an entrepreneur who has worked in this area. And we usually also like to bring, if appropriate, a couple of uh, corporate and intellectual property attorneys to the table that have not played a role in helping us draft that intellectual property, for example. So through this launch date, the inventors get to present their idea and they get to hear the criticism from uh, independent people who have never seen this before but are experts in that particular area. We don't give them homework ahead. We don't ask them to provide a questionnaire afterwards. We don't have them sign a CDA because all of the inventions that we present to them are, have some kind of you know, minimal intellectual property protection. So we have found that these interactions, these monthly interactions, are actually very well received, both by the investigators who learn about what the real world wants to see, and are very well received by the community members who participate because they are very excited to be taking a peek as to what's happening in the university before it gets published. Uh, inevitably, although that's not the primary goal, inevitably we find connections between you know, the people who attend the investigators and potential third parties who can help these innovations come to the marketplace. And in, in occasions, we find that some of these inventions don't have a, an economic or business leg, and we have, much, we have a much better way to work with our investigators to you know, stop that development or pivot that development to feed the market needs. That's one program that has been very successful. The other one um, has been, you know, it's a, it's a little bit more elaborated. It's, it's a monthly series uh, where we actually present um, 
cases or innovations that are a little bit more advanced than the ones that we present in the commercialization assessment panel. This is done in an auditorium where we welcome the community and everybody who shows up. Typically a number of investors come and we basically present technologies that have been already vetted and that are in the process of being incorporated into a company or a venue or need investment. And through those monthly series that are free to the public, um, we actually find many, many connections to actually do investment into, you know, startups, ideas, put things together, which is, you know, the next step after this commercialization assessment panels happen. We have a number of other programs, but those are the most sort of uh, relevant uh, related to community engagement. Great. Thanks for sharing those. I think those could be of interest to a lot of our listeners. I'd like to get a little more philosophical perhaps at this point and ask you if you think there is a defined goal of prosperity, both social and economic, is necessary for such university programs to happen, or is it a byproduct of the technology commercialization product process itself? Um, I think it would be difficult a priori to have a stated specific economic or social impact goal. Um, it would be difficult from the top down to determine what that is. I think you would need to explore it and you would need to find it. Each, each one of us have a very unique economic and social reality around us. And each one of us has a slightly different mandate and set of directives on what we do. But I think it's very important that you do start thinking about the economic and social impact of the work that you do in commercialization and the role that the university plays in the ecosystem. So having that express desire or goal of addressing or playing a role in social economic development, I think it's very important because it gets us thinking of it in a very different way. And it gets us to see things in a different light as well. It gets us to see others outside the university as, as partners, as, as equals. And it helps really communicate uh, some of the things, some of the goals that we're trying to achieve. And it helps, you know, get people uh, rally behind you uh, and help you do what you're trying to do. And how do you see then this role of the universities uh, in uh, prosperity, both social and economic, changing over the next decade or so or in the, in the future in general? Oh, yeah. I think universities, for example, will be able to find ways in which they can seamlessly cooperate and, and, and work together on projects with industry partners, with private partners. I think the, the barriers that exist to intellectual property or innovation or ideas will be um, addressed in ways in which you, know, you can have common spaces to collaborate or you will have more interactions with industry building spaces you know in um uh, on campus maybe we'd being able to appoint industry people to to teach on campus or have dual degrees or something like that um i also think that uh, you know the university can play a much more important role in local government uh as a resource for local government to use our expertise to make um um economic and social decisions and investment decisions and program decisions that is actually one of the new aspects that we're trying to explore here at UC San Diego, and maybe one of the aspects that my office may be able to influence. 
Yeah. So it, it's interesting to me that you brought up um, local governments. I'm curious, actually, what you think that government, both local and federal, could be uh, doing uh, as far as uh, assisting the universities uh, with this role in, in economic prosperity. Ah, I think, uh, you know, I haven't thought much about that uh, because I really think that, you know, the university has a, a great role and resources and assets to play. But I think if the government, local or federal, could reward or incentivize outcomes that derive from joint university, government, or private partnerships, and the universities show, hey, he's, here's an output that came out from this partnership, whether it's jobs, a product, solving a problem in the community, finding a new way to address an issue. If the government would incentivize with funds, matching funds or some kind of grant programs or something like that, or some kind of, I don't know, that would be a way that the federal and the local government could actually influence and help the universities do what we do, recognizing that it's important, basically. Yeah, definitely. We're coming to the end of our, our time here, but I'd really like to dig a bit more into the societal aspects. What are some examples of gains in social prosperity where innovations from universities have played an essential role? Examples of gaining social prosperity? Yeah, where, where, where universities or the, the innovations from the universities have played an essential role to the, the, the prosperity socially of uh, perhaps local economic environment or, or, or broader um, uh, across, sure. across the world. I can. I want to give you a couple of examples, very simple examples from um, LA Biomed, which is a research organization, an academic research organization. It's not, an, it's not an, a, a university, but it's an independent, nonprofit academic research organization. LA Biomed um, has been doing translational research for 60 years before it was called translational research. Um, and a couple of examples of inventions that were generated there are the um, um, iodine drops for newborns that prevent uh, the transmission of um, the sexually transmitted diseases in newborns that prevent blindness. That invention has had huge impact all over the world and prevent blindness in, in, in tens of thousands of if not millions of children. Uh, the development of the nurse practitioning program that was invented also at LA Biomed and that is a program that has huge social implications, first in our country and then, you know, copied in other countries in the world where communities that don't have access to a doctor can have access to uh, a trained nurse to provide services that would be provided by a doctor. The paramedics program, just to wrap things up, the paramedics program was invented at LA Biomed. This is the program uh, if you saw a show in, in the 70s called Emergency with an exclamation mark at the end, that's a real program that was invented at LA Biomed. And Mike Criley, who is a cardiologist who invented this program, uh, still practices at LA Biomed. Anyway, this program has had huge social impact all, all over the world, right? Because training, you know, first responders in basic medical procedures through actual rigorous academic training programs has had incredible, incredible, um, uh, incredible impact. And to that, we can add the myriad of, you know, life-saving drugs that have been inv inv invented in academic centers that help address the needs 
of millions of people in the developing world, right? Uh, infectious diseases, malaria, and many others, you name it. So with your role now at uh, UC San Diego, Ruben, what do you see as its current role and the role for the future that your office will have for UC San Diego and for UC San Diego, your vision for UC San Diego in general? Thank you for asking that. Well, here at UC San Diego and at the Office of Innovation and Commercialization, we really are doing our best to try to be leaders when it comes to think about new ways in which um, innovations derived from academic inventions can have societal and economic impact. So what we, what we want to do is want to try to see if we can get UC San Diego to, you know, working with the community, be a world leader in translating these inventions to the community in a seamless, fast, and the most effective way by reducing barriers to, uh, you know, funding, negotiate agreements, uh, collaborative work between the university and external partners, by promoting an entrepreneurial culture on campus. For those people who want to take advantage of it, it's not a mandate, but we really want to be a center, a place where, where people want to come and where people want to participate and help uh, drive that um, highest economic and social impact in the world. And we want to learn from others. We want to learn from best practices that others are, um, you know, um, using all over the world. So we, we have that hunger, that appetite, and uh, we're, doing, um, we're doing our best by, you know, launching the highest number of startups ever that any campus has launched, 32 in one year in the last 12 months and doing the highest number of license agreements ever that we've done in any campus, 120. So by, by again, by doing those partnerships, by, by getting ourselves out of the way and eliminating basically bureaucracy. Ruben, I really appreciate your being here, taking the time to share your knowledge, share your perspectives on the role of universities in spurring social and economic prosperity through advancing their innovations. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to another episode of Research Realized. Who else would you like to hear from on our program? Please send an email to me at kleute at osagepartners.com. In the meantime, keep your eye on the goal of making an impact with those academic innovations.